Hey guys, Brie here, and I want to just take the moment to say thank you for choosing to listen to The Sunflower Chronicles. Um, I would love it if you would take the moment right now and stop and like, subscribe, comment, and share with a friend. Um, It literally makes my day when I see people, when I see my subscriber number going, and download also, downloads help, so um, please, 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 um, you know, come join the Sunflower Chronicles family, it would be greatly appreciated, and now on to the show. And welcome to the Sunflower Chronicles podcast. All things stated here are 100% my personal opinion, so I hope that you all enjoy this episode. So sit back, turn it up, and stay sunny. What is up, my people? Mi gente. Hello. How are ya? It is your girl, Bree. And I am just a black 20-something girl trying to make it in this crazy, crazy, crazy world with a little bit of sunshine and laughter to help along the way. And this is the Sunflower Chronicles. Hello, everybody. I just, you know, we came into 2021 thinking that this year was going to be like the, the sigh that we needed after the breath that was 2020, the hot breath that was 2020. Um, but sis isn't doing it either. So you know what? Let's take a collective inhale and an exhale. Let's get one more in. Mm, that felt better. Um, Hey guys, so what's what's shapapin? Um, so much has happened this week, and now I'm back to my regular posting schedule, posting on Wednesdays. Um, but in all honesty, please let me know what you guys like, whether you like Wednesday posting or Thursday post or not Thursday, Sunday posting. Um, because that will impact some fun things in the future. Um that I'm so excited about. So, yeah, but to start, I want to kind of move up a segment that I've forgotten the past few episodes, and that is Sunny Side Up. So I feel like instead of ending, you know, we're going to try and end on a high note, but I say let's start on a high note. So Sunny Side Up is where I basically just tell you something good that's going on in the world, or something good that's going on in my personal life. And, you know, I always try to, like, find some good things. And there are, you know, good things and cute things that I've seen. Um, but if you guys want something, check out Good News Network. I think it was started by, or something good network, something like that. It's by John Krasinski. He started it last year, I think. And it's just a place where a whole bunch of videos, um... Of just good things happening are. So, to start, I want to start with um, my water bottle. So, of course, you guys cannot see my water bottle. And, of course, my dog would want to start playing as soon as I start to record. want to tell you guys, um, my sunny side up for this week is my water bottle. So my water bottle um, has some stickers on it. Um, I got them from Redbubble. 
um, which is just a place where you guys can get um, where artists put their art. And I know that sometimes Redbubble has um, a difficult, not a difficult time. Sometimes artist work gets taken advantage of and things like that and just different non not great things but um I did just want to get like some cute stickers for my water bottle um but there are a few sticker shops on Etsy that I do love that I do get stickers from so yeah um but I think a lot of these sticker places um a lot of the stickers I got from they're like uh, either like independent artists or artists from Redbubble, but um, so the stickers I got are um one that says it's from a TikTok <laughs> because I literally say that all the time now. The next one is do I regret it? Yes. Would I do it again? Probably. Nick Miller from New Girl, of course. And then I got a sticker that is the vectorized image like characters from living single from the ladies on the first episode of living single when they're singing in the bathroom and it is my favorite image and then the next one I got these are their stories dun dun um which is of course from law and order <laughs> and then the next one I got was uh I slapped Weezer Boudreaux um, and Chinquapin Parish. I could, I could never say that. 1989. And this is from Steel Magnolias. And, um, yeah, it's, it's just a, a good movie from the 80s. And then I got, um, a sticker that says Stay Golden because I love the Golden Girls. And it has Blanche, Sophia, Dorothy and Rose and then it also has I'm either going for ice cream or to commit a felony I'll decide in the car and that is from Dorothy and it's from the episode when Blanche dates Stan or goes on a date with Stan I think something like that it had something to do with Dorothy and a date <laughs> um but yeah so that is my sunny side up also that I'm taking a mental health day on Friday from work which I am super excited with, and um, I'll go into that a little bit later. But um, let's go ahead and hop in to get social because, baby, these topics are just crazy. So um, let's we'll kind of ease into everything. Um, so first is the NAACP Image Award, NAACP Image Award, and um, I loved the NAACP Image Awards. I think award shows like did really good for like being in a pandemic and being uh, in quarantine and things like that for the show. So this was super super. It was a super good presentation of it. Um, <clears throat> and just to run through a few of the winners, um, Entertainer of the Year was D-Nice, literally. Um, and he, duh, like, I have watched so many of his lives over the past year. It's ridiculous. Um, and then, of course, the queen, the auntie we all love, Outstanding Social Media Personality, 
Tabitha Brown. Um, she is just so amazing. And I have never wanted to be vegan, but her food just looks like it tastes delicious. Like, like you wouldn't even have to tell me it's vegan for the most part now. Like, the carrot hot dogs still can't get behind. But everything else, like, you know, I'll give it a try. I'll give it a little taste. Especially those, um, what's she called them? Angel eggs. Saved eggs. Something like that. But she made deviled eggs with mushroom and chickpeas. And that's pretty good. Um, so, and she just, you just learn new things about food. She, like, affirmed me in my love for mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Um, and then, of course, shout-outs to Issa Rae and um, Insecure. And then Marcy Martin. Let me tell you about Miss Marcy Martin. I want her to win at anything, literally. I am rooting for her, championing her, because she did an interview. Oh, who was? But she did an interview recently, um, and she basically said that she had rules when you come into her office. So if you guys don't know, she is a producer, um, and she is making her way in the television film industry, um, entertainment industry, period. Uh, and she's doing a new show on Disney Channel, and she was talking about how she, when people come into her office to pitch things, she didn't want it to be around black pain. There are, and she said, like, there are already enough stories that center black pain. And that is true. There are so many stories where the crooks of the lead actor, if they are black, or if the premise of the story is around blackness, before they're the black joy, even if at all, it's always, there's always some point of black trauma. And it's very rare that we get these, like, positive, happy, you know, joy-filled black trauma stories. And with Saturdays, uh, from what I've read about it, it'll be about a girl who has sickle cell anemia. And so she, and that show, of course, it's about pain, but it's not pain centered around blackness, which I appreciate. And she wants to promote stories that like let you know, black people tell other facets of life because in all honesty, like as a black woman, like we go like not even as a black woman, just as a black person for the most part, like, yes, some of a lot of our experiences are unique because we are black, but we still experience the same things. They just may be a different flavor. Like, you know, there's there's always cake, but like, is it a lemon cake? Is it a coffee cake? Is it a poppy seed cake? Is it a savory cake? You know? So that's the premise of storytelling that I think she's trying to reach, which is amazing. So big ups to her. Um, and you know, I just want to see more stories, uh, with, lead black characters that get to experience the fun things in life or even just even if it's not a fun movie even if it's a thriller or something like I don't want the thriller to be like around my blackness like oh you're trying to steal my black powers like or you're trying to you know um not to knock um 
Us or Get Out because those are amazing movies. And the movies that were made around black pain, they were great. But sometimes at a lot of those movies, there's always a white hand that's grasping at the money that's coming in because of it. Um, So for the movies that are centered around black pain and black trauma, you know, you want them to be written from a personal place from black people and where black people get the money and not and majority of the money goes towards black people and not white folks um but anyway big up Samar St. Martin I can't wait to see what she does like I want her to create like a fantasy land about mermaids like I want like charmed but with mermaids and black people because dude really I'm recording. Um, yeah, because I want, because I want to see black people as mermaids. There, I said it. Like, boom. Um, let's see what else. Of course, you know, Ghost one and um, Viola Davis one. And then Outstanding Actor in a Drama Series. So this, the only reason I'm talking about this is because of Method Man. First of all, he's fine. Boom. Okay, second, his name's Cliff. I just thought that was interesting. Cliff Smith. Like, that's very, like, boom. Like a matter-of-fact name. Um, let's see... Oh, Outstanding Variety Show, Series, or Special. And Versus got nominated by Apple Music, which is very good. But the, like, that was a really good category. It had Dave Chappelle. It had Black is King, which is by Beyonce Disney. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air Reunion. Versus, and then Yvonne Orji's Mama, I Made It Comedy Series, which was so good. And then Outstanding Children children's program um that was that was a good cat these all these categories are very good which you know shout out to the NAACP and then for recording Janae Aiko um outstanding new artist Chica was nominated um and Doja Cat won and Gibeon was in there. Outstanding male artist, Drake. Yeah. Um, let's see. Outstanding female artist, Beyonce. Ooh, Lettucey, Jasmine Sullivan, her. Alicia Keys, that was all good. Um, outstanding video or visual album, Brown Skin Girl. Dang, Beyonce was nominated twice in one category. But yes, Brown Skin Girl should have been nominated yes but like uh, that was a good category let's see what else oh soul um was nominated for outstanding soundtrack and compilation but yes the NAACP image awards was very very good this year and I really wanted to touch on Tabitha Brown and Kev on stage simply because I've been following Kev on stage since he used to do his Ask series where he would talk to his friends and comedians and things like that. And then 
Also, I just miss his old school theme song. And if you guys don't know what it is, it's What's up, everybody? It's Kettle on stage. Go subscribe to my YouTube page. And don't you be better. Just follow me on Twitter. It's Kev on stage. Kev on stage. Go subscribe to my YouTube page. Kev on stage. Kev on stage. Go subscribe to my YouTube page. Kev on stage. Kev on stage. Subscribe to my YouTube page. Yeah, so it was a very good theme song. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And um, just seeing his glow up and his come up, like the Nayu, hello, new, yes. Um, and watching his his video from Kevin on Stage Studio or Productions Studios Productions. I think it's Kev on Stage Studios. Um, but watching that YouTube video and then also Mrs. Kev on Stage, she um, posted a video of, of, as well of his, she threw a, a nomination party for him. So even if he didn't win the, even though he did not win the award, he still had a party. And then the cool thing about it was that Tabitha Brown was also there and he's like friends with her. So it was a good celebration of him and his success. And just watching it was just so like inspiring and moving. And, you know, I really want to make my mark in the creative industry. And he made the point of how he wanted to create something for black people and I think that's you know that's what that's something I want to do is of course you want to make a positive impact for all people but specifically I want to create something that uplifts the voices of my people my group my homies um and especially of the fact that like it's just that black people are not monolithic um like, the work that I want to do is to broadcast that and to, you know, like, broadcast our traditions and the things that we are coming up and evolving as and things that, you know, we want to change. Yeah, just all of it, all of it. But he and Tabitha are super, super inspiring and um, definitely, definitely put out just receive like, put out good vibes of being in that aura, being in that presence, being in their presence, like getting to meet them one day, amazing, but just getting to make as big as an impact of they have, as they have, that would be great too. Um, so yes, the next thing is the NCAA women's basketball tournament. March Madness has literally been madness. I've been stressed watching every single game and I was rooting for Oregon because, um, well, I really wasn't rooting for anybody in particular in the women's tournament. I think I just like watching it. And I think I said this on last week's episode too, but I like watching basketball because it's very fast paced on like live and also on the TV. Um, so I enjoy that, but I think I wanted the Oregon, Oregon's women's basketball team to win is because they literally just, you know, blew the lid off of the fact that like the women were not treated the same as men, even though they're, they work the same or harder as athletes. Like, and they get treated like, Oh, all like the women's basketball team needs is like yoga mats and free weights. Like girls lift and girls lift heavy. So like, it was just so cool to see their whole team. And I'm so sad that they lost. (laughs) 
They lost to... I can't even remember. But um, I follow a few of them on TikTok and on Instagram. And one of them, Sedona Prince, at Sedona Prince, um, she said, you know... A lot of people are messing her. Like, you're going to stop watching the tournament. And she said, you know, don't do that. Like, keep watching the tournament because it, you know, puts all the hard work that, like, they did and all the other, like, women's basketball players and coaches and things like said stuff to get equality and, like, the notoriety. And it feels like every single year women's basketball or women's sports, like, any sport, any woman's sport, there's also a male equivalent they're always fighting to be paid more, be paid the same, um, you know, get the same sort of treatment. It's like you have all these well-known, you have all these highly talented women's sports athletes in general, but they don't get as much recognition, especially in basketball. Like women's basketball, bro, crazy. Loved Candace Parker, Sue Bird, Lisa Leslie, like grew up loving them. Um, I was a pretty okay basketball player. Now don't ask me to play now because I will politely decline. Um, I am the presidente. Just kidding, I'm not the presidente, but I'm in somewhere in the higher hierarchy of the Tiggle Bitty committee because I cannot. Um <laughs> But, you know, I love watching basketball. My grandma was high school basketball captain, so she watches basketball every year. She makes the bracket. Her bracket is very good every single year. Um, so, yeah, but keep watching the NCAA March Madness and Final Four. That's going on this week for both the men and women's tournaments. Um, and I'm going to be getting a women's basketball t-shirt, jersey, something to support the Oregon Ducks. Because they are doing, they did amazing. So, yeah. Also, let's see. Um, so, I'm going to save, like, my big pop culture thing till the end. Okay, so what's next? Oh, well, okay, so the rest of these things are pretty ranty. Um, yeah, okay, so let's get into it. So, the first one is Addison Ray on Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> I know that was completely out of left field, but... I've been seeing the comparison on Twitter and TikTok a lot this week because I guess she was on Jimmy Fallon, um, I think last Friday or over the weekend or whatever, and she performed her song Obsessed. And, you know, vocals, mediocre, dancing, mediocre. The top of the white outfit was cute, you know. The dancing live was cute but I'm just saying it's crazy how like for like you know how Jimmy Fallon always has his guests and they come in and do segments that were like games or stuff that pertain to them and so he had Addison perform the what's it called like TikTok dance challenges or whatever and there's a video comparison of these two black girls performing I think it's the up dance but not the actual choreography from Bankhead, but from the original, like, creator, I think. I don't know if it's the original creator, but, like, you know, the up challenge is not Bankhead choreography. And it's just the comparison that, like, she did it, you know, modestly. And then the the kids on 
in comparison are doing it full out like killing it killing it killing it and they don't get the recognition and that's literally with every single black person in entertainment and tiktok whatever is that like in life in general is that black people have to work 10 times as hard do twice as much and stay up later and push themselves beyond physical bounds just to not to not even get recognition at all so yeah um I don't want to say that she's, like, not deserving to be on Jimmy Fallon, but, like, there are other TikTokers, creators, Black creators, creators of color, Indigenous creators, um, that, you know, deserve to be up there. And to be, deserve to be put on these high, high platforms, um, and be showcased. So, yes, that was one of my little ranty things. The next one is Head of the Hoochies, also on TikTok. Love, literally love her. And she said something that was so poignant um, today, which she talked about how when when fat women speak, she listens. She doesn't try and input, you know, like what skinny women have to say because skinny women and things like that have taken over the body positivity movement. And yes, being like women are criticized of their bodies. People are criticized over their bodies all the time, no matter what it is. But it's literally the fact that like black people are not black people, fat people and also fat black people um, get discriminated on because of, because they're fat. Everything is made like, it's not even like the words are hurtful. Yes, the words make you feel terrible. Yes, but it's the fact that, like, you, like, things weren't made for you. It is hard to buy clothing. It is hard to feel comfortable going to the doctor. Like, there are so many people who are fat, who are terrified to go to the doctor, go to the doctor over any, any little thing because the number one answer is always going to be try losing some weight that will also help. Like, I went to go get my neck looked at. My neck. Because it was hurting so bad. And when I left, I got whatever I needed, but the doctor also said, try losing she gave me a slip for a diet what no and it's like I don't even want to like be sympathetic to skinny people's feelings right now because as a fat person my feelings are always brushed aside and get assumed for that I'm unhealthy and da 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 and no, like fat people can be healthy and when fat people are speaking about body positivity and about their experiences in life as a fat person, listen, it is not people's time to interject with skinny people, da 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 I don't care. I don't care at that moment. Like, it is hard. Things were not made for fat people and if you are a fat person of a particular fatness, people just look at you like you're some grotesque being. And it's uncomfortable. It is it is uncomfortable sometimes. And sometimes fat people get so limited in society of what they can do, what they can be, who who can associate with them and things like that. Like, especially as a fat woman, it's like you get put into this box of 
who can be attracted to you in that, oh, if you're a fat woman, you should be happy with whoever talks to you because you're fat. Like, no, fat women have standards, sometimes higher standards than the average, you know, woman or whatever. And it's like, fat, like, fat people are nuanced than just the box you put them in. And there's so much just... It's, it sucks. I don't want to say it sucks because, like, my experience as a fat person has made me the way that I am. But it's just, like, it sucks that when you, when a movement was created to uplift fat bodies and make fat bodies normal. Because there are going to be bodies that are fat. And the thing is, is it always gets brought up in this conversation, in body conversations and fat versus skinny, whatever, is that you can give everybody the same diet and it'll still affect people differently. Because some people are allergic. Some people have disorder, like chronic illnesses. Some people have disorders. Some people, you know, their body metabolizes things differently. So like people should just lay off. But also like when a fat person is speaking, and you are a skinny person or a person who hasn't directly been called fat or whatever, be quiet and, and let them speak. Like, because it's terrifying. It's hard. Like, it's hard and it's scary to be fat. Like, in, in all honesty, like, I hate going to the doctor sometimes is because I don't want to hear have you tried losing weight? Yes, I've been on a diet since I was 11. 11. I've been aware that I was fat, quote unquote, since I was like four or five. So like, as a toddler, I remember when I reached like 60, like between 60 and 75 pounds, I remember like one of my I think I said this in the last week's episode too but I just remember someone saying like wow you're bigger like what that's not okay that is not okay so when fat people are speaking please let them listen shout out to head of the hoochie she's great on tiktok um and she's right like skinny people experience things but like the fact that fat people have to deal with systemic discrimination as well, you know, it's just crazy. So what's next? Um, the Coelho and Sweetie altercation in the elevator. So that has happened. That update has happened today um, on March 30th. So if you guys don't know who Quavo and Sweetie are, and you've been living under a rock, they are two rappers, and they broke up a few weeks ago. But this video has surfaced by TMZ. First of all, TMZ is literally the scum on the bottom of the devil's shoe. Like, really? But anyway, that's just my personal opinion. But this video surfaced of Quavo and Sweetie in 2020 um, where it's some sort of physical altercation where Sweetie tries to grab or push or something like that to Quavo but then Quavo literally swings her 
into the elevator and like swings her and pushes her against the elevator to the fact where she falls down. And trigger, sorry, I should have said a trigger warning for um, like domestic violence. Um, but this, like, that's not okay. It is not okay to swing your partner into an elevator to where they physically fall down and they get up and they're limping off. Like, you should feel awful. Um, and the thing that just makes this whole situation even worse is that he looked in the camera. Like, he looked in the camera and he knew that he was guilty. And then also is the commentary about what's actually going on. Um, because people are like, oh, well, she swung on him first and she da 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 Like, that does not make it okay. Like, defend yourself by, like, blocking it, but physically doing a roundhouse drag into the elevator for a person over a freaking orange Call of Duty case? Baby, you have enough money to buy another one, even if it is the PR package. Like... It is not that deep. And it doesn't even matter because it doesn't even matter what anybody is commenting because we don't know what happened in their relationship to warrant that. And on all honesty, until other evidence, I'm always going to side. I mean, I'm going to side with the person that looks like they got the most damage done to them. And that looks like sweetie. Like, how are you... How are people defending this? And it just goes on like the relationship values that individual people have and things like that. And it's just like no one deserves to get swung around an elevator. No one deserve like no one deserves that. No matter just yeah. And also we don't know if if they're even saying anything, if he's saying anything, because of course elevator footage a lot of the time does not record sound. So like he he could be dogging her out. He could be saying some of the foulest stuff. And also, he, he could have gotten caught, been got, just gotten caught doing something that he wasn't supposed to, or, you know, or found out about something that he, you know, messed up. So we really don't know the situation. So, um, yeah. Also, be weary of like when you guys are commenting on situations like domestic violence, sexual assault, all that stuff, because you don't know who on your timeline has experienced that one. And then two, you're just rehashing the trauma for people like if you are talking about them and they follow you or if or in celebrities case, it gets talked about enough to where they have to see it. And, like, they have to relive that. Like, no one deserves to relive the trauma. No matter what happened, who it happened to, no one deserves to relive, to relive that. But, yeah, Quavo, baby, it's looking like curtains for you because it's the way. How? How? How, my dude? Like, that's, like, that's not okay. And I don't want to see your future type message of an iOS press release with some prayer hands and things like that and how I've changed. No. No, I don't. No one wants to hear it. It's curtains, boo. Um, so, yeah. Also, I think that's it. Okay, so now I'm going to turn into the hottest topic. So this one is very controversial virtual something like that but yeah so this little Nas X video the Montero call me by your name video first of all the songs about the video the visual effects were super dope um 
But the real issue with this is literally the fact that Christians are so offended. And me, myself, as a person who calls himself a Christian, like, I am not offended because I literally have had family members who have said things along the lines of gay people are going to hell and, you know, all of this stuff and just seemed queer people not affirmed in a faith that proclaims to love everybody. And yeah, just showing out. And it's like, why are Christians, why are certain Christians just being so upset that like, he took what people said about him literally like y'all he y'all told him and y'all told a lot of lgbtqia plus people that they're going to hell so when they so when little Nas, when little nas x said hey you told me i'm going to hell well i'm going to make a visual effect of this like and y'all just got so pressed about it like you should be looking internally and not externally. Like why would someone make, why would someone take my words literally? Because you guys say it's just enough to justify it. And it's crazy when there are um, people who are in the church who are LGBTQ plus and, um, you know, they want to, they want to believe, they want to share the faith and they want to be a part of something, but its members are saying no. No, if you truly believe God made everybody the way that they are, why are you trying to refute a queer person? Like, why are you not trying to, um, you know, show them love and try and understand where they're coming from like it's it's crazy to me and also what's very crazy to me and what's very like eye-opening is that when things like this happen where you know Christians get called out for their just ignorance and things like that it's always the people who have you know chosen to step away from organized church or chosen to step away from the faith or accept different things or become spiritual. Whenever people try and come to the LGBTQ plus community with like biblical facts and things like that, they come back with like biblical and like literal facts, literal interpretations of the words that were said. So like, Hmm. Just, Food for thought, just crazy. Um, yes. So I was listening also to the read and I realized that like I only watched the video once and I watched it in the daytime. And so the thing that freaked me out is um color contacts scare me because when people have color contacts, it kinda reminds me of snake eyes. I hate snakes. And then also when he was the snake at the beginning, that was also a little scary because like I have this really traumatic childhood dream that I still remember about half human half snake it has to do with animorphs I think like I read an animorphs book or something like that but yeah so but crystal said love (laughs) love the love the idea but just the video wasn't for her and yeah also um I don't even want to talk about the shoes because that was just 
a capitalistic gimmick and also there was only a limited number of pairs and also it was above a thousand dollars so all the people who say I'm not buying a Satan shoe like you baby it's not like you were gonna get it one and also there were a thousand dollars who who's going who you gonna get it um but yeah there it is just so gut-wrenching and so just hurtful to me at the fact that Christians just don't affirm gay people like gay people LGBTQIA plus people like the queer community like they don't affirm them when nine times out of ten there are people in the congregation who are queer like there were people in my church who I knew for a fact were queer. There was actually this one chef um, lady that went to my church and her, and I'm pretty sure her wife or her girlfriend at the time came. There was this one guy who uh, always had his hair laid, honey, laid. And he always had his nails done and he always had the best lip gloss. And I'm just like, wow, I can't find lip gloss like that. Little did I know that... Beauty Supply Store lip gloss was the jam and like not the roller kind, even though the roller kind, you know, it worked for a good minute before it would like dry up and get that weird tacky feeling. But, you know, so like there are people in my church, in my small little town in the South where there were people who were gay, who were outwardly gay. And it's like, that is okay. Like if you, if, if you truly believe that this religion is about, love like love thy neighbor that is the main tenet but you can't love your gay neighbor you can't love your black neighbor like it just transcends to so many different topics of how people hide behind their faith to uh to like affirm their ignorance like it's annoying and it's just very nice like on tiktok i found a lot of like queer and gay affirming um Christians and pastors and deacons and things like that um and it's just very nice to find like a progressive Christian community and like a lot of them are like yeah I get called heretic like a heretic on a daily basis but also it's like I'm more likely to believe like wow they are truly living out I mean it seems from the things that they post and the things that like the recommendations and stuff that they give, like there are people out there who are Christians who support gay people who are gay themselves and truly believe that like God still loves them and things like that. But like at this point, why people, the people like, it's just with this whole situation that just gets me so mad and so baffled is the fact that like, um, people, are calling out, oh my gosh, he's gay. Like, that's so crazy. And he's he's giving a lap dance to the devil and he's sliding down a CGI, you know, a million foot pole or whatever. And people are so mad about that and they're calling out the sin and da-da-da-da-da. And it's like, but so we're going to ignore all the other sins that other people commit that's not, you know, liking someone's the same sex as them. So just, we're going we're gonna to breeze over that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Because I don't, 
So I don't remember people getting up in arms. Robin Thicke's Blurred Lines video, you know, I don't get... I don't remember people getting up in arms when, you know, celebrities commit adultery and, you know, start calling on the Christian principles and things like that. Like, up until last week with, you know, Derek, what's his face? And, you know, I just don't see it. Like... So if we're just going to be all up in arms because a gay person who was told that who was told he was going to hell because he was gay and experienced probably a lot of trauma around his queerness and his gayness. Um, like he took what people said, literally, like people are mad about that. Like these are your words lifted off the paper, contextualized, put to music, given some choreography and y'all are mad about what you said, like, sis, like, the, like this whole situation was the most gaslightiest thing ever. <laughs> like, but, um, it is just, it is, it's just crazy that, like, this, like, like, why the church shouldn't feel like they have to like you have to change like like why wouldn't the church take this instance and be like oh my goodness well we have to we have to change like people taking our words literally also why why are christians saying oh you have to go to hell but no one but then they'll turn around and say oh no one has a heaven or hell to put me in well if that's literally true why is it when someone does something that you don't even understand? Because I'm not even going to say you don't agree with it because when it comes down to it, it's their preference on who they want to love. Like people can't choose their sexuality. Like that's just not a thing. So like, because if it were true, choose to be gay for a day. I'm saying this to the straights because most of the time this is the straights the straights or who says it like choose to be gay for a day you can't it is innate um and it's just like why do christians get to why do certain christians feel entitled to the fact uh, they get to tell people who has a heaven or hell to put them in and they have you know, they have the right to tell people who can be a part of their church and not. Like, are gay people's amens not enough? Are not worthy for you? Like, like what's up with it? And, it? and then also the roles that queer people often offer in the church are always vast and always integral into the growth, into the complexities of the church, like praise and worship and leading discussions and youth programs and different things like that. But as soon as you find out they're queer or, oh, you don't want them to tell whatever because you don't want to influence. Literally, sometimes, not sometimes, a lot of the times gay people are the most accepting of people because they understand what it's like to be shoved out. Like you say, oh, I don't want my kids watching this. Well, the fact that heterosexuality gets shoved down their throat with, you know, all of that stuff, but you never get to see a loving gay couple on the screen. Like, it's very far and few between. So, 
Yeah, so this little Nas X video did what it was supposed to do. It was supposed to make Christians uncomfortable. And, you know, I see people who are like, oh, my goodness, like, look at how they're talking about Christians and, like, this is what happened in the Bible and things like that. And it's just, like, I don't know. Like, as a Christian, it's embarrassing. Like, sometimes other Christians, not sometimes, a lot of the times other Christians are embarrassing because it's like, I'm over here loving my gay friends, loving my trans friends, loving my non-binary friends, loving friends who, you know, the church may seem as unworthy or deemed as, like, not great, but I'm just loving you unconditionally or loving you because you're a good person. And also, I'm not shoving anything down your throat of, oh, you need to be more religious or, oh, you need to be more X, Y, Z because that's not my place. If you want to learn more about it, I'll gladly tell you. But it's never my place to, you know, shove it down somebody's throat. And that's it. Like, that's it. That's how I feel about it. Like, Like, if you truly mean love, and if you truly mean whatever you, like, it's just crazy. And I've seen so many people who have been just, like, saying the same things that I have of, like, you know, it's just, just so many things, like, so many things are just swirling through my head about this whole situation, and it's like, Hey man, hey man, say man, like, it's crazy, and then when I see a lot of, like, influencers and things I follow who are, like, atheists or agnostic and things like that, and they're talking about Christians, and it's like, I can't help but to agree, like, you are upset over a gay man, a black gay man at that, taking what people have said to him his whole life about being gay, literally, and you feel uncomfortable and and you feel like he did something wrong like no no i just i don't know just something in my heart something in my spirit just is like this is crazy like this is this is how he said he said if i'm going down i might as well go down with the show like cuz at some point like what is is trauma worth is being accepting by being accepted by a group of people that quote unquote are still sinning themselves. Is that worth personal happiness, mental safety, like you know, and things like that? So, my hope is that Christians can learn from this experience and things like that. And I'm not saying I'm the most Bible scholarly person ever, but like now I've realized that like. I want to read more about literal translations and words and things like that because about Gomorrah or like the place that Jesus referred to as hell was literally like a burning landfill essentially where also they sacrificed babies and things like that. Like it was a literal place Um, and things like that. So like if people want to use the Bible as a literal text and a historical text and a figurative text, you have to make sure that whatever excerpt you're reading, you read it in the right context. So that's my two, five, um, hundo cents about it. Um, 
then that's all I have to say. Uh, I'm saying it as a Christian that, like, this was the Christian community really showed out. And then also the other people who showed out were like, oh, my kids, I don't want my kids watching this. Like, this is the whole Cardi B situation over again. Like, are y'all not raising your kids? Are y'all not making your kids watch YouTube TV? Like, my mom had parental controls on my TV till I was 15. Yes, that was old. I had to get permission for her to unlock the channel so I could watch Ella Enchanted. Like, yeah, so... Is it that y'all don't want to parent? Is it that y'all are scared to explain what hell is and why you're sending people there? And uh, like, are y'all exp- are scared to explain what sexuality is, or are y'all scared because you didn't have the proper conversation and you don't know? Like, you know, you know, you know. So yeah. So now on to seed of the week. Um, that was a lot. This was a very long episode. This episode is like mostly get social, but there was just so much to talk about. Um, but on this episode or on this part of seed of the week, I want to talk about setting boundaries. So this part will be pretty quick, but, um, I just wanted to talk about setting boundaries, uh, because it's just important. Like burnout is a thing. I feel like a lot of people are experiencing burnout and whatever it is. Um, And especially because a lot of people's experiences, whether it's work, personal, mental health, all that is exacerbated because of the pandemic. Like, boundaries are essential. Like, if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't feel like you'll be giving your 100%, if you don't feel like yourself, that's why boundaries are important. And I struggle with putting, setting boundaries for people because I always think about what are they saying about me or it doesn't look like I'm a good person and I've slowly been growing into the idea of that boundaries are important um just for the fact of my mental health like sometimes like I'm not the best texture in the world um and it's like I see the text and I want to respond but sometimes just texting is so anxious filled for me texting email phone conversations is all anxiety um, for me, and I just get so stressed about, you know, certain situations, and, um, when it comes to conversational things, so, yeah, but, um, Setting boundaries is also important because you don't want people to take advantage of whatever your personality is. And most of the time, the people who have trouble setting boundaries are people who take care of people or people who are generous or people who are, like, inherently kind. That was my dog. I'm sorry, y'all. But, you know, it's it's those people who have trouble setting boundaries. And that's me. And I had trouble setting boundaries in friendships and with family members and in life in general and I'm slowly realizing that nothing is worth my mental health because it all in all your mental health affects your physical health um and you guys can interpret that how you will but like you know you have to take care of yourself whatever that looks like 
um, was setting boundaries, and, yeah, like, you don't want people to, like, walk all over you and step all over you, because, because of whatever sorry excuse that they give you, like, that's not worth it, and, and you don't want to not set boundaries for too long, also, because, by the time you're ready to set boundaries, most of the time it's because you're at your wits end and like the camel's back is broke, like the straw has hit it. Um, so you want to just, you know, make sure that you're in the right space, like you're always in the right space in protecting your boundaries. And, you know, with boundaries, you don't want to shut people out either, but you're sometimes it's scary to explain your boundaries to people and you have to, you know, do a little bit of explaining like, Hey, I'm doing this for me and myself. This isn't anything that you did. This is all me. Like this all has to do with me. So I can be a better person for you, a better friend, better partner, better family member, whatever it may be. That's what boundaries are. Um, and so for me, My boundaries are if I'm anxious, which a lot of the times I am very anxious. I'm seeing a therapist about it. Um, But, you know, if I'm anxious, sometimes I will wait and let the phone ring all the way through and then call back when I'm ready. So that can literally be like a few minutes later or it can be a day later or sometimes I'll send a message and say, hey, I can't talk right now. And not even explain, I don't even have to explain why. And just say, I'll call you back. Um, and things like that. So I can be in a better mental space for whatever. Because phone call, like any sort of non-in-person conversation for the most part stresses me out. Like FaceTime and Zoom is, I don't want to say FaceTime. I'll say Zoom because Zoom is scheduled. Like when it's a fun Zoom call, so like a Zoom call with family or friends. Um, that is pretty okay because most of the time it's planned but like an off guard I really have to like you know mess with you for you to just randomly FaceTime me and also I really have to mess with you to be you know say oh I can't FaceTime right now or be in whatever I'm mood in and still you want to talk to me yeah um so boundaries are important and I keep saying that, but I just want to reiterate that boundaries are important. Also, boundaries are important for work, for volunteering, for whatever institution you're in. Especially for me, I've experienced that boundaries are important in the church, whenever you're involved in the church. So if you're not involved in the church, or if you were involved in the church, or if you're involved in any sort of organization in general, whatever that may be, and you often volunteer your time and there's no monetary gain or anything like that. I mean, I still feel set boundaries at work too. So like if you feel like your mental health is not the best, take a mental health day, especially if you work with people in the healthcare field, therapy, whatever. Sometimes you have to have a day for yourself and that is um, super important. But you know, what I've experienced is that sometimes people take advantage of your time when it's volunteering and there's no monetary gain. Um, and I don't know why that is because I feel like people would want to take advantage. I mean, people do take advantage when there's monetary gain because 
you know, people know you'll do it to continue to get whatever check or money that's involved. But, like, especially within the church and volunteering, and, I, you know, I may get little side eyes or whatever, but, like, people hold, like, lure the fact that, like, oh, you're doing this for Jesus or, oh, you're doing this for the church. And it's like, well, whatever carnival festival program we're doing, I feel like Jesus would be okay even if I didn't participate, if I didn't do this. I feel like if I was diligent in my relationship with him, whatever that is, I feel like he'll still pretty be cool with me. Um, And while it's fun and it brings attention to the church and it's a positive place for the most part, if the right people are involved and right people have mind space, positive space for youth, you know, it can be like, you know, those things can be positive. But like when people start taking advantage of your time or start talking to you any kind of way, that's when I have to say no. And there are sometimes when I want to get involved with church things and I'm like, oh, I'd be so good at this or oh, I have so many ideas. But then also I think about like, mm, I know that if someone talks to me any kind of way, I'm going to say, I'm going to give the same energy back. And, you know, sometimes you may be on like a 30% with your energy, but like, I'm going to take it to like a 150 because you're not going to come at me any kind of way, especially in the house of the Lord, because I will respectfully disrespect you. Amen. So yes, boundaries are important in any situation. Um, that is, yeah, I think that's it that I have for seed of the week. Um, oh, and then I guess I'll also end on a sunny side up. So I, I said at the, I mentioned before that I'm taking mental health day on Friday. I do work with people, um, in, um, in a healthcare type situation setting and I feel like in order to give my best I have to be at my best and sometimes you just need a mental health day um and yeah so that's what I'm doing I'm taking a mental health day at work and I encourage you guys if your company allows it if you have especially if you have PTO take advantage of that PTO y'all like for real even if you don't but you just have plain days off that you're not getting paid for sometimes it's worth it to just have a day off um so that is it for this episode I hope that you guys enjoyed it if you guys want to send me suggestions if you guys want to send me stories about any of the topics that I talk about um whether it be related to get social and pop culture topics or news topics or if it has to do with the seat of the week different things like that please send me an email at pod.sunflowerchronicles at gmail.com you guys can also follow me um at im.brianna m on instagram you can also follow the podcast on instagram at the sunflower chronicles.pod on instagram and it has been your girl brie and i'm just a black 20 something girl trying to make it in this crazy crazy world with a little bit of sunshine and laughter to help along the way this was the sunflower chronicles i hope that you guys are always staying safe and of course stay sunny bye guys